Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, where when you can't be in the outdoors, we bring it to you. You're listening to the Chasing Tales Outdoor Podcast, brought to you by Gerber and Patreon. Now, that's going to throw you for a little bit of a loop, but it'll make sense as the podcast goes. But this is the po- the Patreon deer hunt, the second annual Patreon deer hunt uh, for the Chase and Tails family. And we had, hands down, I'm going to just say it like this, I think the best deer camp that has ever occurred. Like, I haven't been to all y'all's deer camp and you're listening, um, but I can tell you this right now. Had you been at our deer camp, you'd been like, holy crap. This is what deer camp is supposed to be. Good food, good people, ridiculously good stories, uh, a, a constant flow of beverages and fun and adventure. I mean, just, I mean, come on. It does not get any better than that. And and I say that and I feel guilty because I feel like I'm kind of rubbing it in your face because you got called into work <laughs> and, and you miss some of it, man. But, dude, you, you should take pride that the group that we've built is just thriving, man. It's just it's doing so well. And we had such a good time. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I got to get out there for a little bit, kind of on the last day, and it was more everybody was kind of wrapping up, yeah, uh, getting ready to leave. But I followed some of it along on Polo, and you're right, man. I mean, just the laughing on the podcast that we did, and <laughs> the stories and hearing stories that you told me and everything that uh, kind of happened, I was uh, definitely more bummed out. Uh, I, and I was going in really, I was going to hang out with everybody. My goal was to kind of like film, do stuff like yeah. that, uh, for this thing. So I could capture uh, a lot of it on film. Some of it probably wouldn't have made the cut. It, it doesn't sound like, uh, some of the shenanigans, but yeah, man, it, it, our two guests, which, uh, everybody will find out once they, uh, start listening to the podcast, I think we're a great representation of uh, what the what the group's about. I mean, they're both diehards. Like, I'm constantly seeing their names come over on the polo all the time, uh, giving advice or just mm-hmm. 
what the random thought of the day that they they have may not even be uh related to hunting and i think both of them would like give you the shirt off their back uh to help you out so um it's really cool and like you kind of mentioned their pod during the podcast when you first started the marco polo uh i never really dreamed that it would kind of grow into what it has become mm-hmm. and we're constantly getting new members uh yeah. joining and contributing and meeting new people and uh being able to do things like this i think is uh, really awesome yeah i mean we're up to uh, 70 plus people um and that comes such with it comes with such a diversity of individuals it's out of this world man i i just I, i'm so happy it for really it. Does. It, it, it like it, we've got somebody from somewhere right like right. I, mean, I, I mean if there's something you need to know or information or questions you have i don't know why my mic makes that noise but i'm gonna try and fix it here soon guys i'm sorry that's really distracting and probably even more so now that i drew your attention to it but um you know it, we grow it feels like weekly right now and it's continues to be this awesome experience we talked about this at deer camp i don't know how we were able to have 73 people participate in various chat groups there's never been a fight there's never been an argument dude it's all just constant yeah. positivity it is, um, it really is. you know uh, I, I tell people all the time too tall and i kind of had it one time because he was really stressed out one day at work and i made a joke and he thought i was attacking him and we like 20 minutes later we sorted it out like that was the extent of it you know like um right. but uh this this thing is brought to you by patreon this is for patreon the only reason we mentioned gerber um is because uh we're building a relationship with Gerber and they volunteered. We, you know, straight up volunteered to send us giveaway items. And I think they sent us somewhere between five and $600 worth of stuff. Uh, really cool stuff from, from multi-tools to these beautiful fixed blade knives that are, are super functional. Um, they, they, we didn't get anything from that. They just wanted to do that to be a part of the deer camp that we were bringing together, the digital deer camp that we're building. Um, and we've got some new members that we're going to welcome to the group. So this week, uh, Chris Hodges, Grayson Cressman, and Brian Landry, um, you know, thank you for signing up. Part of the benefits to the podcast is you do get a shout out on the podcast. We thank you publicly for, for, for contributing to the show. Um, some of those names should sound familiar to people. Brian Landry has been on some podcasts before. We've got some good, uh, some goodies that he sent us for the tethered one sticks. And, um, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to have a video on my favorite one here real soon. Cause I've been using the snot out of it, but, um, thank you to everybody who signed up to support the podcast and it's between 17 and 30 cents a day to support the show. And that allows us to be uh, more catered to you guys and not what sponsors want, which helps a lot. It helps us scale the show. It helps us throw these events and offset the costs. And, um, you know, we've got big plans for this thing. Our goal is to be Florida's hunting platform, right? That we want you to think about chasing tails when you think about Florida, uh, Florida uh, hunting specifically. And uh, to do that, we need y'all's help. We need you to do, to leave us ratings and reviews, support us in any way, shape possible. If that's financially, that's great. If that means going out and finding two of your buddies and telling them about the show, that that right there is the biggest thing you guys can do. The rest of it's just icing on the cake. But it, we don't put money into marketing. We don't have a huge budget. I don't feel good taking y'all's money and buying ad space places. I'd rather put it into to the production of the podcast. And so... Uh, realistically, guys, if you can tell people about the podcast, that helps us grow, and that is the single largest thing you can do. Um, 
I, I'm thrilled to bring you guys a BS podcast summarizing two of the from two of the characters, I should say, summarizing um, the shenanigans in a safer work environment. Uh, all the stories you're going to hear are safe for work. And if you want access to the not safe for work, and there's plenty of them, uh, consider joining the show. We'll throw you in the podcast and the, in the polo group, and we'll have a good time. Yeah, yeah. All, all of that stuff is uh, something that, uh, unfortunately, I missed out on this uh, weekend, but there there will be more uh, Patreon hunts uh, in the future. Uh, and every time there's a Patreon hunt, it's like, okay, we how can we make this better? How can we do this more? Uh, things like that. And I think that's awesome when a group of guys that can get together, especially a lot of them, I think it was Ryan uh, had, that had mentioned is like, yeah, I just joined uh, whatever it was like three or four weeks ago. Yeah. And I already feel like I'm part of the family uh, here and this is awesome. I can't wait to do it again. So, and it was, this is somebody that just a uh, guy that just joined three yeah. or four weeks ago that uh, got in and uh, seemed super pumped uh, about uh, the Patreon and uh, the kind of the, the family that you've decided to build. I've been part of it. Uh, it's been great. You know what? You're right. I forgot about that. He did say that. And I'm just happy. I'm so happy for that group because at the end of the day, this has become a self-sufficient thing. I pop in periodically to to add my two cents and stir the pot every once in a while. But those guys drive the narrative. They come up with their own questions of the day now, and they're great freaking questions of the day. And so um, I'm going to quit talking about the group because it feels a little bit like we're talking about ourselves. And I'm really not. I'm talking about these guys because they're the guys that make that group. I just put everybody in the same room. That's all I've done. So um, please don't think that we're, you know, hyping up something we've done because we really haven't done anything there. But um, I just want I don't want anybody to miss out on that because I miss deer camp. We put this thing together because I miss deer camp because you never experienced that real good deer camp uh, in the traditional sense. And uh, it's special. And so. I invite everybody to participate because I think it's a really cool thing. So with that, guys, I'm going to let you go to the two to, to tonight's two guests. I hope you enjoy the podcast. we got some fun stuff coming down the pipe for guests. We're going to have Bill back on here shortly. Surprise to Chase. I just put line that up. And uh, we're, we've got some really fun stuff coming down the way for you guys. Some fun hunts and some good good shenanigans, I think, down the pipe. So until next time, enjoy the podcast and enjoy the great outdoors. All right, good deal. <clears throat> Should I do a Florida man specific intro? Like, where where are my frogs at, or something? <laughs> <laughs> Squared fair, Squared fair, baby. Welcome back to Chasing Tales Outdoors, where we square and fair bring the outdoors to you. Uh, we're here uh, cutting up, having ourselves a good time. We are post annual Patreon hunt, and uh, I have assembled. Uh, all of the greatest killers from this past weekend right here. Uh, it's just me. It's just on this podcast. This is the only time that I've done a podcast with guys I've shared hunt camp with, and I'm the person that killed something. So uh, <laughs> now full, full, fair disclosure here. Chase wasn't there. <laughs> I think Graybeard was small game scouting the entire time. And, <laughs> Pat had debacle after debacle, but uh, we are surrounded by uh, some of the oldest and, and, and most frequently contributing patrons to recap uh, this this past hunt. And boys, this is <sighs> we are less than 24 hours away from the tail end of that hunt. And I can tell you right now, I don't feel any differently this go as I did la- this time last year. We're post hunt. 
and we were everyone was kind of thinking like when's the next time we're going to do this and we've got people that are like we need to get together every month <laughs> we, we've got people like we need to do like we need a private lease like everybody is just like bang up enthusiastic um I, i'm 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 dying for everybody to get back together but you know chase you you had to kind of jump in there late you had some things come up but man I, I swear we have somehow managed to assemble the greatest group of guys that have ever like descended on a hunt camp. It, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately I got the, uh, the overtime call <laughs> as I was trying to get off of work to uh, head to the Patreon hunt and had to stick it out for, Oh, I was there for four straight days. Uh, two of those days were, uh, overtime and I got to come out, like I needed to get some stuff from you. <laughs> so, uh, I came out Monday, uh, first person I met at uh camp was uh Graybeard. Uh, he was coming back in. He was basically going to help, I believe Curtis, uh, help him find, uh, his deer. So him and I started chatting, kind of going over, okay, where did he shoot this deer? What did this deer do? <laughs> uh, stuff like that. And then I, I got to meet, uh, Nick, I got to meet Too Tall, and I understand why his name is Too Tall for sure. <laughs> I was like, "You are Too Tall." Uh, when I saw him, uh, I got to give him his yakin for bass hoodie, uh, which I've had for a little while. Uh, so, so that worked out. And uh, I mean, I already do Brett and Ron, and uh, I got to meet Ryan. Uh, he's a fellow firefighter. I found that out, so uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, Chicken Buck was there, so I got I got to talk to quite a few of the guys. Uh, back at camp um even missing it and it it looks and sounded like you guys had a blast my polo caught up on the way there so i was catching <laughs> up on all the polos uh on the way and uh i'm i mean i was super disappointed that i missed it and uh apparently there was a couple of activities there that uh sounded like <laughs> they were a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were a lot of activities so to give everybody the heads up the hunt started it was like was supposed to run like friday saturday sunday monday or saturday sunday monday something like that from the sounds of it almost everybody got there like thursday friday and the shenanigans began then and the polo group was exploding then and the and the booze was flowing uh, uh unfortunately uh, a lot of the shenanigans are not safe uh for the audio e-waves <laughs> even with that little explicit that yeah, little explicit not, icon that we put there, no, but um, yeah. let me just say, uh, Florida Man is one colorful character. Uh, <laughs> earned his name. He did. That is a wonderful description for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that I've ever met someone with his um, mixture of like intense bravado. And like passion for the people around him, because like everybody knows that that guy that drinks too much and he's just obnoxious for the sake of, of obnoxiousness. But like he, he he was just funny and always trying to make people laugh. Class clown clown to the to the mix, and we had a good time. And and honestly, if you looked around those rooms, Graybeard, I know you you said this a couple of times, or I think it was you, but like if you looked around that room, there were a lot of people in that room that if it wasn't for like this hunt and hunting as a whole you may not have even had them all in the same room. Like it was stupid diverse. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, you had every walk of life, every gamut, you know, I mean, it was just a blast. Absolute blast. 
Yeah, I mean, I even watched a Florida game. It didn't say anything derogatory the entire time. I <laughs> was watching you. <laughs> you know, you want to know what it was? You want to know what it was? I thought Chris might knock me out if I said anything. He was like white knuckling the whole time. <laughs> and when the when the quiet person white knuckles, you need to be concerned. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And something bad would happen. He'd like shoot me a look. I'm like, I'm behaving, man. I didn't say anything about how terrible that was. Like, I, I, yeah. uh, you. Can- you guys think I got the old man strength? That man right there has got some old man strength. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I guess we should say this that this this podcast and this Patreon hunt was brought to you by Gerber because um, Gerber has been talking to us about you know doing some fun things together with the podcast and uh, they donated like fifteen. I think it was close to 15 items, multi-tools, a really dope like nine-in-one spatula camp and spoon fork thing that turned into tongs, and then a couple really great knives as well, uh, two of which went to the, the camp camp hosts, Too Tall and Split Shot. Let's, let's give them their due because they hooked everybody up in a cabin uh, this year that was like first freaking class. I have stayed at Outfitters that didn't have facilities as nice as what we stayed in. And uh, the atmosphere was beyond rich, largely due to their efforts to put everybody in one roof. I mean, it was just, you couldn't ask it for any better. And, and honestly, the coolest thing to be the entire thing, and then I'll shut up for just a second unless you guys talk. I make no promises. I think the coolest thing was everybody was up until like 11 every night, and everybody was also up at like 3 and no one lost their cool about anything. Like everybody would get up and have coffee and you'd have the intense deer hunters getting their stuff ready and they're out the door going out on their mud boat trying to kill a big deer that's not out in the swamps yet. And you'd be having coffee with them and you'd be shooting the shit, doing your thing, and then you'd just go back to sleep. You know, you're like, <laughs> I don't have to get up for three more hours or whatever. And it was just, you came and did what you want to and it was just so much freaking fun there. You guys, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea how some of those guys were functioning. I really don't, because me and Chris, we were staying away from camp and then coming back and forth, back and forth. And you guys, every time I came through, the place was dang near empty, and we'd hang out until you know nine or ten. My belly hurt so bad from laughing, and then you just get out and get up the next morning i'm going how are they doing because the polos were still rolling you know i'm getting pling 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 the whole night while i'm trying to sleep and i'm like good lord i'm glad i'm old and already in bed <laughs> pat what was your favorite part man of the weekend uh, in general i don't care Cheers. oh i don't know uh, to be honest with you man we could have not even hunted and i would have had a great time just thursday and friday night alone with two tall in the stories Thursday night, and then uh, Florida Man Friday night. I think everybody enjoyed that. That was a trip. But um, I think, all right, my favorite part probably was <laughs> Sunday morning because I was supposed to hunt with Split Shot, and I looked over, and he was back asleep because we got up, and we had hunted so hard Saturday that I was like, oh, sweet. We get to sleep for another couple hours. We didn't even hunt Sunday morning. We were so beat, man. So we went in like Sunday afternoon. And we went hard, man. It was it was good. If it wasn't for him for split shot, I I wouldn't have had anywhere near the drive that I had. I probably would have gave up long long before I did. I'm still sore, man. I'm still tired. <clears throat> it was it was cool. It was a great weekend. The food. Can we talk about the food? Absolutely. Oh my god, dude. Okay, so we had a wild game. We had like a wild game potluck. 
tell me what we missed. We had wild turkey. We had at least four different species of fish deep fried. We had venison heart deep fried, yep. venison backstrap deep fried, deep fried. Yep. We had a venison chili. We had some kind of jalapeno wild game sausages that we ate. What else did we have there? Oh, well, we, we did a neck roast. The gator. Gator. Too tall brought like ten pounds of gator. Yeah. And like, and it, I think we ate every daggum bit of it. It was, <laughs> and uh, those little biscuit jalapeno things that Chicken Buck made. I, there weren't very many of them, but yeah, God, I could have ate every one of them. <laughs> Can we can we give special love to Split Shot's wife though? Like, let me tell you this right now: if Split Shot's wife ever finds her way back on the market, it better be because like Split Shot shot the buck of a lifetime and had a heart attack. Because those apple pies right there are enough to put up with any level of fo- of foolishness. Period. Listen, listen, man, I don't want to embarrass them or anything, but Split Shot actually had her message me earlier to ask what I could change about those pies. And I said, the only thing about those pies I would change is that you need to make thousands of them and put them out there in the world for everybody to try. They were so good. I told her, like, I don't like sweets. I'm not a big sweets guy, but I had a, I had a big old slice of pie. So did you, actually, for breakfast the next day. <laughs> pie and cookies for breakfast. I was like, Dad, come it. And that's how I started my day. Dude, I don't like apple pie. <laughs> I'm, not a big, I'm not a huge fan. Like, I, I, I like it. I, I'm not hating on it, but. You put an apple pie in front of me nine times out of ten. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. No worries. Like, I'm not. I'm just gonna pass on it. I had two pieces. He he I, he, he stuck him in the oven. I think his. I think he had a theory. I think he thought if you put him in the oven, everybody would forget about him and he'd have him to himself. And, and, he hasn't and, met the bloodhounds yet. And, and he goes. He he slipped up and said something about the apple pies. You can see his face kind of like shift, like contort a couple times. And he's like, "Dang it! I shouldn't have said that." And so he opens up. And I said, "Man, I'll be honest with you. I don't even like apple pies." And I'm going back for a second piece. And he looked at me kind of funny. I'm like. I'm not kidding. Like I, I, those were awesome, man. Those were awesome. He goes, they were amazing. Yeah, he said he said something to the effect of he had her apple had her apple pie one time when they were dating, and immediately started picking out a ring. I was like, dude, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> that chili was good too. I'm not a big fan of other people's chili. I like my chili a very specific way, and it's usually a way that most other people don't like it. But I had seconds or even thirds of that chili. That chili was awesome. It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I So I'm going to ask a question here. Uh, I, I'm not that old, but uh, <clears throat> I feel like I could just continue to eat Tums and, and Pepto-Bismol for like the next six weeks <laughs> and not catch up. <laughs> Am I the only one in this group? <laughs> no, see, not I, at all. I had to go on a probiotic just to help me through the <laughs> I ate so many OCPs this weekend, but I don't know what. <laughs> I think I need to have my diabetes stuff checked. I think I did it wrong because I ate mine on the way home. I don't think that's going to help the hunt. Oh, you did it backwards, dude. Does it still work? Is it retroactive on the oatmeal cream pies? <laughs> I mean, they're always good. <laughs> you know what's not good? Mountain House freeze-dried ice cream no, sandwiches. <laughs> they are not. Oh, really? I got four or five of them here. Turns out are not going to eat them. So, so, so every uh, year I have a few gag gifts. So we do, uh, for everybody who didn't uh, participate with us, we, we do a couple gag gifts every year. We do this big trivia night, and... And uh, it, it's just a, a real laid back affair. You know, we just have a good, good time doing it. 
And there's always a few questions in there that are really like just spoofy, right? And uh, this year I go to Bass Pro Shops. I'm like, what am I going to buy for the gag gifts? And Graybeard, uh, it was specifically requested by either, I think it was Ron, because Graybeard has a, a special disdain for flagging tape that I think definitely rivals <laughs> or exceeds mine. And Kyle does too, actually. Yes. <laughs> but I don't think he harps on it. Like Graybeard will go into the woods and legit come back angry because of all the flagging tape that he finds, you know, like it ruins the experience for him. It and comes so- back 10 pounds heavier with all the, with all the flagging tape. <laughs> <laughs> and so Ron's like, please tell me you're going to buy flagging tape. And I went one, one step further and I bought flagging tape. And then I bought those, you know, those big red reflectors you put on pine trees so that you can see your way home after you've gone to the bar. I bought those and labeled them jumbo cat eyes because he's always talking about how he can't see stuff. Well, I feel bad for the fella because the prank got him twice. That was the only prank I had. (laughs) The only prank I had planned for him was that. But then I saw these freeze-dried ice cream sandwiches from Mountain House. I'm like, oh, I'm going to buy like six or seven of these, and it's going to be one of the the prank giveaways. And I got on Polo, and I said, (laughs) here's my favorite. Wait a minute. 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 So we have been talking about OCPs, and Walt times it perfectly. He's like, no, <laughs> this is not the best tree snack. These mountain house things are freaking delicious, and I want one every time I'm in the tree stand. <laughs> Walt. <laughs> so, so I jump in, and I, t- and I show him these. these <laughs> okay, so for anybody who doesn't know what an OCP is, it's an oatmeal cream pie. And so I, I, t- I show him these, these, these sandwiches and like two days later, he's on the way to deer camp and he's got half of one hanging out of his mouth and, he, and he's got this look of like, I want to choke somebody. That look he, on his face oh no, I want to like, choke you. Throw it all up. <laughs> Greybeard went and bought four of these freaking things. <laughs> two of which for his hunting buddy to put in his bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, it made them look so good. I was like, "All right, yeah. Well, let me try one of these. I'm on the way to hunt camp, so let me go ahead and break this thing in." I'm glad I did. Do you know how mad I would have been in oh, the tree yeah. stand, <laughs> crunching on that thing? <laughs> Chris would have killed you. Oh, <laughs> nope. You. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh. But that I mean, we just had a rip roaring good time. You know, we had everybody planned on staying outside because, um, oh, not everybody, but there was inside and outside space. And I'll be honest with you, we do that again there next year. Everybody's just staying inside. There's no camping to be had. Um, Graybeard, or not Graybeard, but Too Tall and Split Shot were like, oh, there's only going to be room for like maybe eight, maybe 10 in there. It's like, okay, <laughs> more than enough space to fit probably 20 people easy. Uh, oh, yeah. And, inside that oh well, hell we had 20 people in there and there was still space if you really think about it i mean that was yeah there was, there was uh, a ton of space left yeah multiple bathrooms but that didn't stop ben from eliminating multiple i mean good god he <laughs> yeah, wiped them out it's yeah caution tape he, broke, of them. he broke one of them <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing yeah. was leaking after he was after he left. So. <laughs> that toilet was not happy. <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's the unfortunate side. It, it, it all it really kind of de- comes down to one person's inaction. Um, we had a lot of bold predictions. I had high expectations, and uh, we had a lot of people that made mistakes. Some people went too deep into the swamp. Um, 
some people didn't come a couple days early and, and scout my, I'm speaking for myself there. Um, but tragically one person went out of their way to make sure that deer weren't killed on this trip. Um, in fact, he was the only person who, who can, <laughs> I was keeping it together, man. <laughs> he was, <I'll> <laughs> he consistently, he was the only person to consistently see deer from the beginning of the, of the, of the opening bell until the end. And, and Ron just continued to pass every legal that. animal that walked out in front of him. And I, I don't know what's worse. The fact that we, <clears throat> we like hated on him or the, the self-loathing he had when he came back to camp because you could tell he was not happy with his decision. It was like a slap in our faces, really. Yeah. Those of us who barely even saw deer, and he's like, nah, that's not good enough for me. Shoot the deer, one. Shoot the deer. Yeah. I mean, one of the deer was standing over a pile of his own poop. He said he, the deer was standing, like, right there next door where he had just taken a dump, and he's like, eh. Yeah. After deer fall in it. <laughs> He's, tra- he's trying to ruin the bold predictions, Walt. That, that's well, my theory. Did. Is we made these bold predictions, and Ron's our bold prediction guy, and he's like, "Not today, boys. Not today." Oh, <laughs> you know what? Theory. I never thought of it like that. He had his he had his finger on the scale. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was worried. Golly, he was worried they won't be able to come back and be like, "Ah, you guys weren't even close to your bold predictions." <laughs> oh. I mean, legitimately, he passed like what three deer, four. Easily, yeah. It was like every time he came back, yeah. And, and trying it was, to explain why he didn't shoot. It, the nerves are too much, and the 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 shot window was you could only fit a Buick inside of it. It wasn't wide enough for his liking, and <laughs> you know the, the deer was moving, and he was afraid to stop it. I mean, like it was all. I mean, it was just, it was only I eight re- yards away. <laughs> I reached out and pet the deer, and his his hair wasn't soft enough, so I let him pass. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. I had two out-of-state people. You were one of them. All I needed was you to freaking let one rip. <laughs> I, but you know what's funny though is I think it's hysterical. Like on a serious note, the out-of-state guy was the from Alabama was the only one to get on deer consistently. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he was on him like the whole time too. Yeah, yeah, That's the, and we razz him, but man, he got a killer spot. He did, he did his homework and he he made it happen. Yeah. Good for him. Well, you know, he and I went in there that last day and, you know, Ron, he, I said this at deer camp. I, and right before he actually showed up, I had witnesses say, uh, see this, but I I've witnessed Ron in the Turkey woods. He makes all of the right decisions, all of the right time. Like he just, he understands when to move deer just kind of have their number. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Georgia and Alabama, like Alabama just like lives rent free in our minds. And this is like the one time where something has the up on Ron. He's like always second guessing everything. I had to convince him to go hunting the last day, but like he 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 does like he he gets like ninety nine percent of the way there, and then it's like second and twenty six, and he just can't figure it out. You know, it's it's this weird thing that happens. And Pat doesn't understand any of those references, but I think he understands the metaphor. But uh, <laughs> Pat, every time he'd walk by the TV. He, he, he would take a drink of his beer and go, yay, sports. And then he'd just yeah, walk right in front right. of cool. He'd walk right in front of everybody, just like, <laughs> like one big F you. Can we talk about the worst part of the weekend? How about the football game? Oh, we're just sitting around not talking about hunting or anything. <laughs> but he, he got we, – we went that last day, and he's like, I kept hearing deer blow up there. I kept hearing deer blow up there. I was like, dude, let's just punch in there. 
Like, let's just punch in there. We'll get up early. We'll walk our way in. We'll find good sign. And every time I'm, we're walking down this trail, and it's like, I'm not seeing anything worth hunting. But in my mind, I'm like, oh, well, that tree could be sat in if we just get all the way to the end of this road and we don't like it. And every time I would stop and look at the map, he's like, I haven't seen anything to set up on. I'm like, nah, dude, like nothing, like nothing. We're just going to keep going. And if we just walk all the way back to camp, we, we walk back to camp. We get down to a swamp bottom. We find a couple of rubs. And he's like, dude, the bucks are running the edge of this swamp. He's like, let's cross this swamp to that island. And we waited out there like mid thighs. We wait all the way out there. Um, I went left. He went right. And I had five bucks come past me just outside of range. Uh, one of which he rattled in and I saw him swaying through the trees. Um, and, you know, Ron, he made, I think, the decision that ultimately killed him. He stayed on the ground instead of getting up and letting that, that wind kind of drift off into the bottom. I think it kind of hung on that Island. Um, but that deer came right up behind him. I mean, it was a big deer conservatively. It was an 80 inch buck. I think it probably would have been a registry deer just came right through that swamp. And again, the out of state guy comes to Alabama and hunts a hard place to hunt and rattles in a deer in an area where people will frequently tell you, you can't call deer in. I mean, it was just, he, God, he's he's going to be one heck of a killer. He's going to be one of those guys people are clamoring to have on the podcast in a few years. Ron's my hero. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like him someday. Ron for Heisman. Ron for <laughs> what? <laughs> i tell you what, I left my Rattler Lanterns in my box. I never even broke them out. Didn't Me? even think about it. Yeah. it did, I didn't see the sign for it. Yeah, he actually scared the crap out of me, too, because but, I thought he went right, and he just went straight. He actually had his wind was actually blowing like kind of towards me and then back into the swamp, which is why the, the deer blew. And he's like, should I rat, rattle? And I was like, what on earth do you have to lose? And he's like, cool. Yeah. So he just sends it and he goes, clack, clack. And I about jump out of my, ch- my tree because he's like right there. <laughs> and I made, I made the mistake because I saw, I Ron, saw the deer here are like eight. <laughs> He was he was an Iowa boy. He was just hey, it worked. It worked. I watched the deer right. come come to him. And my 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 biggest regret is I watched three deer cross down there, and I made the I made the stupidest mistake I ever have. First time a deer crossed down there, I was like, oh, that's cool. Second deer cross, I'm like, maybe I ought to get down. No, I'll make too much noise. Third deer crosses, I'm like. You need to get down. I'll make too much. And I kept talking myself out of it. And he rattles. Had I moved to the tree that I was looking in the binoculars, I'm not saying 100%, but I'm pretty certain he would have been right on the edge of, of my ethical range. Dude, I mean, that would have been like, first off, we were doing infault stuff, wading through the swamp and, you know, <laughs> thigh-high stuff. Never been there before. Never set foot in the place before. Didn't know if there was an angry gator there or what, you know. So it was fun, man. Snapping turtles. Yeah, watch the snapping turtles. That's my biggest fear. I don't care about the gator. I care I care about the, the I've never thought about that before. <laughs> yeah. nah, I ain't messing with no snapping turtles, dude. No. I'll fight man. a gator. I'm not scared of a gator. <laughs> me either. A gator, that's bad news for that gator. All right. Yeah. But I ain't messing with no snapping turtles. <laughs> He's got that Florida man mindset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Spend twenty minutes with the guy and it it it, it overwhelms you, you know. You get a little yee-yee rubs off on you, you know, suddenly you're ready to just just send it. So, yeah, no, that, that fella, that's the same guy. For anybody who's wondering, we told a story about a Patreon member that jumped into a pond to take a deer out from underneath a gator's nest that had taken his deer off off the tree. He stripped down to his skivvies and jumped into the water to, to rat, wrestle an alligator for a dead deer. So, 
Yeah, and caught it on video too. He did too. You're right. <laughs> we were watching it. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, man. I can we say enough good things about Too Tall and Split Shot though? Like realistically, no, no, yeah, no absolutely not. They they came through so much. Like they that was that could not have been more perfect no. at all. Yes, that place was awesome. So my favorite part of the weekend was as soon as uh, Curtis put the arrow in the deer, he started poloing, and, and you know we're trying to figure out with the shot and getting some explanations, and everybody's out of service, so I was going back and forth with him a little bit, and then got back to camp. Chase is there. Tutal shows up. As soon as Tutal shows up, it's like bam, game on. We'll get the dog. We're gonna go. We're gonna do what we gotta do and get in there. And it was like all of a sudden Kyle's over there, and then here comes Nick, and it was no questions asked. Like all right, we're rolling. We're gonna go help. So we kind of, you know, did the whole go down, sit 250 yards out on one side, another guy 250 yards outside, and then let the dog go do his work and stay right there. And, uh, like, you know, got him as deer. Uh, congrats, Curtis. First public land deer, first bow deer. I mean, that was absolutely awesome. I mean, awesome. His doe buck, he, he was convinced. His doe buck, yeah. Doe. <laughs> 100% yeah. I just shot his doe. I see. I think I see where she went down. Turns out he, he won the pot. Yeah, sorry, sucker. Talk about a last minute buzzer beater. So we had a oh, we had man. a first legal buck pot and a, and the biggest buck pot, and nobody. Well, Ron kept passing deer, and so no one had a deer, and so too tall looks at me and goes, "We're going to hogs." First legal hog and biggest hog. <laughs> and I'm looking at this like, dog, I've got this set because I shot the biggest hog and the first hog. And so, so Curtis, Curtis Polos and goes, well, I just shot this doe. I ain't even going to lie to y'all. <laughs> I think the kids say no cap. Uh, I legit went, there goes the pot. Right there. Like, my first thought. My first thought was there goes the pot. And I'm losing it to a freaking gator. Like of all the different like of all the different ways this could go. Last minute, last hunt, he smokes smokes a doe. And then the insult to injury is he's calling it a buck. But I, listen, I maintain that if you look at the regulations, it, it falls into the category of antlerless. I I, I Stop but it has it's something underneath the backside. <laughs> don't know, man. I don't, don't know. Hey, 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 here's the deal. Here's the deal. If if Kyle if Kyle rolled up on somebody during a gun hunt and they had that deer, Kyle would be giving them donuts and a citation. That's all there is to it. it depends <laughs> on what shirt he's wearing. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't know that I all the donuts, didn't he? Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> oh man, I, God, man, that was so. The the opening morning, I get there, I realize like Chicken Buck gave me a couple spots, which was super gracious to do so. But you look at the maps for a little bit, and you realize that these swamps are pretty easy to get turned around in, and the the likelihood that I was going to get there and find my spot without like like you know getting lost was pretty low and I'm tired. I got there late. We stayed up late and I got up with everybody, sell everybody off, put out my good mojo that I'm legendary for just constant optimism. And I go and I'm, and I'm riding the roads and there's a hog in the middle of the road at three of them actually. And there's a slate gray hog kind of had like this bluish color. 
And so I get out the car and I'm like, screw it. I haven't shot a hog since like 2010. I'm going to go shoot this freaking hog. Normally I just pass hogs because I'm so deep in the swamp. I don't want to have to fool with them. And as I'm stalking this thing, I go to draw. <laughs> I go to draw. There's like this S curve and perched in between the bushes is the top of a Silverado. And it's, and I'm like, Oh, there's a guy there. And so the deer start, the, the hog starts to get spooky. I throw a shot, completely shank it right underneath this like 40 pound sow and uh kyle comes around the corner polo and just shit-eating grin ear to ear he's like i saw those hogs and i was gonna shoot them and then i saw you at full draw and i was like did you get that on polo he goes yeah towards the end i got it on polo you know and i'm like okay cool and we're sitting there talking i'm like man <laughs> i don't like these hogs have gone anywhere because yeah they didn't ever really busted and ran off i had the windows down so he leaves and i'm thinking to myself okay there's acorns over there you could hear them eating on acorns acorns are scarce on on this part of of the wma we're on I almost just name dropped it. That would have been bad. Ooh. And I know, God, Elrod would have killed me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I saw, I'm like, I, this is a premium. I'm going to go over there. I don't care that it's 20 yards off the road. I guarantee you the deer will be feeding there. And so as I walk around, I hear a squeal right in front of me. And I put the stalks on, on, on the, the gray one again. And about the time I'm drawing back on the gray one, which is at about 20 yards, I hear a twig snap behind me and there's this 40 pound sow behind me. And so I turn and look and this joker's like seven yards downwind of me. Should have <laughs> known I was there. And he's just looking at me and he's looking, he's like, Meh, whatever, send it. And so he just keeps coming closer and he gets behind a tree. And so I, I turn and I draw and he pokes around the tree like, Oh, did I get you? Now nah, you're cool. And he keeps walking and I drilled this thing at four feet. And I can tell you right now, hands down, bar none, my favorite broadhead for four yard hog shots on 40 pound pigs is the Schwacker. Cause that thing ran about a 50 yard loop and died at my feet. But the best part of any of this is I call Kai, I send Kyle a message. I'm like, yo, come back. And he goes, Snook, sneaky snook in or like just coming in blazing. This dude comes fishtailing into the parking spot. And I legit mean fishtailing with his Rut Daniels uh, glasses on, his not a game warden uh, 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 tank top. And he hops out of the truck. I swear to God, the truck's still moving. He hops out of the truck and, start, and starts like fist, fist bumping and everything. And he did a Rut Daniels routine that I've been saving for, for Instagram for like, I don't know, ever since that moment, I'm going to post it after this podcast, but it was those kind of shenanigans that were just like unreal. He sat there, he took photos, we cleaned the thing out, commentary the entire time, because Kyle doesn't get his hands dirty. He just, you know, he, he you know, it's good company. <laughs> he, he'd make a good supervisor, you know what I'm saying? Like, so. That, that not a game warden shirt was a play like that. Uh, yeah. And we need a group <laughs> order of those shirts. I feel like we need a Chasing Tales rendition of that. And we need, like, not a game warden. It needs to be Mike's mug. Like, it needs to be, like, the four-man T-shirt. <laughs> if we could find a way to brand where my frog's at, I'd, I'd, I'd figure that one out. But I just don't think anybody would ever find that funny at all. We sure would, uh, though. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, there might be, like, 19 dudes. That <laughs> I'd buy five of them just to make sure we could get the order to go through. <laughs> We'd have to gift five of them to Florida man, since his likeness would be on them. <laughs> yeah, he'd, be, oh, he'd complain that they didn't get to him fast enough or something. Though. He'd be like, he "Where would. my shirt at?" We'd have to make another shirt. <laughs> Listen, anybody who shows up with, shows an, up extra, with an extra, extra bottle extra. of uh, of my favorite rum to deer camp and leaves it for me, he can he can do whatever he wants to. He's okay in my book. I mean that. I've been sipping on that all day, just reminiscing of deer camp. 
Well, let me ask yeah. you this: what, what what is the what is the vibe for next year? You think we should do this in the same spot, same time? I'm liking it. I think yeah, it's awesome. Think There's so. a bunch of options for hunting. There's a bunch of options for you know shenanigans. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not. It's a it, the places like somebody we know so it's not like campground rules you know we can we don't yeah. have to keep it tucked away you know like we can <laughs> we can let loose out there you know we can get wild we can invite people like florida man out there to crack us all up yeah now i you know i think we should do the same spot i know that i know that chicken buck is going to head up a group of people who want to go on a midwest hunt and or an out of state hunt maybe not midwest and I'm I'm in full support of that, but I think I think it's going to be really difficult to pry uh, the the true like full blown Patreon deer hunt uh, out of that area. It's kind of it's kind of located best for everybody in the group. Um, and yep. frankly, there's a lot of big buck potential there. Like I'm not saying you're going to run into a 140, but Tutal saw a really big deer. I saw it running away. Can't tell you what it was, but it was wide. It was a great deer. Uh, the buck that I blew off of its bed walking into that swamp that day was enormous. Um, the one that was going towards towards Ron was a really good deer. Hell, the one that split shot and um, chicken buck was after was a, was a stud deer. You know, there, there was no lack of really good deer there. And I feel like that's one of those spots that we can deer hunt and then turkey hunt. And then, you know, we'll just keep building that institutional knowledge of these different spots. And I feel like... You know, at like by this time next year, we're going to be talking about how, you know, Ron smoked a freaking 120 and, and, you know, everybody else, you know, shot some stuff. But it, it, it seems like that's going to be a bang up spot for, for a turkey hunt. I yeah. agree. I, it, we're already familiar with it and we're only mm -hmm. going to get more familiar with it. I think we all kind of came to the realization that that's not the last time we're ever going to see that place. So, uh, it's, there's definitely going to be some more deer dying next time even if we all have to sit on ron spots and not pass up on our deer we're <laughs> <laughs> within reason yeah i think having i think the longest drive was like six hours too or maybe six and a half because mm -hmm. yeah, uh, the no, miami guys no, uh, cb cb said it was six hours ron was like five and some change yeah, okay five. so cb so yeah i mean yeah. but they're right there half and half like we're splitting it right up the middle yeah and there is if ever if somebody was wanting to go and travel i mean within an hour drive of right there you mm -hmm. can get to a lot of different stuff absolutely yeah and, and i think that you know i think next year probably during turkey season we'll we'll do a fair amount of scouting obviously you're going to be in this in those areas <laughs> naturally um graybeard he'll tow a shotgun in case he has to shoot a turkey in self-defense uh, <laughs> <but, much> <laughs> while you're scouting yeah, yeah. You know, you know what was funny is I make that joke, but I, I think it was Nick last year shot a turkey in self defense, right? Wasn't it? Wouldn't he see like movement in the bushes coming to him, and he just like drew down and killed the turkey, and it turned out to be a tom? Like he blew the fan off of the thing and everything. Wasn't that Nick? Yeah, I think he got it at like four yards or something. Yeah, like he spot, like he walked up on the freaking turkey. Yep. Um. But I, I could see that place, getting back to what I was going to say, was I, I could see uh, taking five or six cell cameras and putting them out and getting that, like, long-term, like, trail camera data and when did the fawns drop and using that information for our advantage, kind of like we're doing in some other spots. And I think with that, running cell cameras down there, just trail cameras as a whole, 
the institutional knowledge, going back there for spring, seeing when all that fresh sign is down and the paths are easy to see, I'm pretty confident we're going to murk some deer next year. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Well, I, I've got a lot of stories I want to share, but not many of them are appropriate. Does anybody have a highlight from the weekend that 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 they were? I've got one that w I think is kind of funny, but I'm curious if anybody else has a, a has a highlight. I can't do it justice. Like you'd have to have too tall on to tell the buck that knew he was had. <laughs> My belly still hurts. The, the monkeys. That was a that was a belly buster. The monkeys. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> can't have the can't share that one either though. No. <laughs> so guys, if you want to hear the story, you have to join the polo, join the Patreon go. group. There you go. Come and get in on the hunt. Because if you want to hear the good stories, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. So at the end of this podcast, I was going to ask you guys why they should join Polo, and and you just you you did your so Pat, you're going to be on the spot. Oh, it's really good stories. Like, yeah, yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's exactly what it is for the the camaraderie, man. Yeah, I think I think my my safe for work in case you're listening to this at at, at your office story. <laughs> was, you know, it's funny because you, you video chat with these people and you build relationships, but it's kind of like this weird, like, AOL chat room style where, like, you don't really know the person, but you know enough about the person, you could probably get a credit card out in their name, but, like, <laughs> would would you invite them over to the house? You don't know, right? Like, there's, there's, there's it's just this weird thing, and so uh, when you got to meet some of these people, you're, you, you only got a certain angle. And I think the funniest thing was when Justin walked through that door <laughs> and Justin on the camera looks like he's a big boy. And now I don't mean fat. I'm just talking like corn fed like big farm, yeah. big, big fella, like the kind of fella I don't want to meet out back. And, and what we very quickly realized was that Justin was exactly the kind of fella you wanted to meet out back because in the dark alleyway, because the dude, the dude, I'm just teasing. I'm poking a little fun at Justin's expense here, but he walked in and everybody like collectively paused for, for a second. And he's like, what's up fellas. And we all, somebody who was it that shouted dang, dang, he's short or something like that. Or he's, he's not fat at all or something. I can't remember what it was. And Justin's like, yeah, I had a feeling you guys thought I was a big boy, <laughs> <laughs> but Justin's great, man. He gets after it just like everybody else. But it was just like, it was one of those prime examples where, you know, you only see them right here. You know, you only see them work in the angles certain way. And, uh, it, it was just a good time. So Pat, what's, uh, what's, what's your polo? What's your Patreon selling point? Why do you keep coming back for all my uh, BS? Um, I'll tell you my, my, my two best friends now live in like two hours away. And I'm telling you, I would drop anything to help any one of those guys. If I had to drive down five hours to go see CB down in Miami, if any of them need anything, I, 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 stop what i was doing and do anything i'm um, not you walt you're too far you're a little no, out i of agree room. yeah uh, we don't we're not here for you anyway <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's it man like i have i have i don't know i just uh i love all these guys dude and i would i would do anything for them and it, it, it wasn't supposed to be that like we were supposed to get on here and learn how to deer hunt and share stories and stuff and we just i don't know man we grew this like uh this this common friendship with each other and um it turned into a lot more like it, you know there's a lot of hanging out on the side and 
Um, I've met up split shot to, to scout places and, and he's taking me on hog hunts and, um, shoot, he invited uh, me and my son up to his river cabin and, and, uh, for a weekend we had a blast, man. We just, there was no hunting in the middle of the summer. It was hotter than all get out, but we went, we had a great time, dude, you know, so, um, <clears throat> just a bunch of new friends. <laughs> that's, that's the selling point for me, man. That's, that's, uh. This group has been everything to me now. Like, I have my family, and then I have my polo family, and you just can't wait to for another Patreon hunt or something to to meet up with everybody and have everybody in the same room again. I I can tell y'all that I had grand visions for this group. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that, we're gonna get together, we're gonna share deer camp and. Uh, I'll be able to teach somebody something. I'll learn from you guys. Like I had all these grand visions and this group has so vastly exceeded my wildest expectations. When I kill a deer, I text chase. I text, I text Adam and, and Parker uh, and, and, and I pull you guys like that's deer camp. It goes with me everywhere. When I see cool things, I'm pulling with you guys. I can't wait to share it. And that energy I never expected that, man. It's it's too much fun. And Chase, I'm glad your phone's fixed and you can participate again because <laughs> you were absent there for a while because because it wouldn't let you into the app. Yeah, yeah. I just got a new phone, so I'm hoping I'm I'm actually just got it today, so I'm hoping to uh, switch it. But the funny part was is like I said, I was in Gainesville, land of the Gators, and it just <laughs> would Gators. always be updating. Like I, like I know the guys are on it all the time and I'd get behind or whatever. And I'm like, all right, let me see if I can go through these. And it wouldn't pull up or I would try to record one. Wouldn't let me record. And then on the way to the Patreon hunt, I just happened to pull it up and like, they're all uploading. Let me watch uh, all of these videos in an area where there's like, what, like, I ain't gonna say how many One bars bar signal, of not a lot of bars of <laughs> yeah, signal, and not. I'm getting to see every polo come through, and I'm like places where I got Wi-Fi or a full strength signal on my phone. It, it just it does not seem to uh, want to work. But it's actually been, and I don't know if that helped it or what, but cause it's kind of been working today because I do remember looking at one and Justin was on there like doing all the angles on his phone trying to show everybody of why that they thought he was fat and he's like all right I get it guys I think this is why you thought I was fat now let me move the camera in an Instagram model now look at me I'm, I'm skinny but yeah I mean I, I remember seeing him and then when he showed that shot I was like oh my god because I wasn't there to see him and I was like oh my god I had would have never thought that that's what from the neck down look like. <laughs> He's going to hate us. He's going to hate us. <laughs> He's famous now. He's famous now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I wanted to, um, I wanted to share with you guys a polo, but I can't find my, my dongle. Um, that allows me to hook my phone in. <laughs> God dang it. I knew it the moment I said that. Wrong. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. The moment that left my mouth, I was like, here we go. And I the thought I was on polo. Walter, after. <laughs> I thought I thought my I thought I was on polo for a second. I was like, I can't wait to see Ron patch that up with the roll tide oh, yes. and everything else you know <laughs> oh my gosh man the moment uh, 
I'll have to, uh, I'll tag it on the, the backside of this, uh, so that everybody can, can hear it, but what's that? Tag it on the back end of this. <laughs> Gosh. There, I wish, I wish I could play some of the stuff that Ron puts together, but it's so, like, I don't, what the hell does Kyle and, and Ron actually do? Like, their grass has to be, like, chest high, because the amount of time I put into <laughs> editing things, they have to find those clips, they have to mesh them all together. If there's anybody who can make you look stupid, it's it's those two with the polos that they can save. And Jabo, Jabo wised up, because Jabo won't let you save any of his polos. He's like, but I'm here to tell Jabo, uh, you didn't really think it all through because all I have to do is screen record without a mic connected and I still have your polo, my guy. So you're not safe around Ron. You you just hide your children, hide your wife. You know, kind of that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, fellas, I, I have to say I can't thank y'all enough. I, I, I really want to, I really want to say thank you to Gerber because honestly they sent us about $600 worth of stuff. That was, they didn't yeah, have to, it wasn't, it wasn't like junk either. Like it was good. It was really no, cool. Yeah. stuff. Like, it was really cool stuff. Is that, do you know, is that stuff that's coming out or is that stuff that's already out? Everything they send go us is on the it. website. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm going to go buy some of that stuff. Some of it was really cool. Yeah. Uh, the tongs are getting bought by me for sure. There's like there was a spork and a spoon that had a little special adapter on the end that you could turn it into like serving tongs as well. And then it was like a bottle cap opener. I love I love multi-purpose items. I hate. Oh yeah, and yeah. they were they were stupid light. They were yeah. ridiculously light. I know, I know. Perfect and, for a backpack. And those full tang knives that had the had the sharpening stone built into the sheath with the fire the starter on the bottom. Yep. Yeah. That was some cool stuff. It, it, you know, it's 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 always cool to me. Um, you know, everybody in the podcast hears the guilt-free endorsement thing, right? Like, I believe if we work with a brand, it needs to come with a guilt-free endorsement. And and I think what that what that really like also means is that it, you, they have to do something for you guys because you guys are what makes this thing continue to roll. And <clears throat> we were talking to them, and the guys are just like, dude, I want to send you some stuff. Like, I don't know how quick I can get it to you. I just want to get it to you. And they volunteered to send that to us. We don't have a contract with them. Um, we're still just still working through the processes of talking to them and seeing if we're a good fit. And uh, they went above and beyond to make sure you guys had that for the giveaway. Um, paid for t- paid for guaranteed second-day UPS delivery. And um, I, I just want to say thank you to them. But just to circle back one more time and just say thanks to Split Shot and Too Tall. I mean, they were the epitome. The epit- They set the standard for what it is to be a host and they went up there they drove several hours just to mow the place they drove several hours just to clean it they coordinated in the dark for, yeah he yeah. mowed that in the pitch black like dark and we, <laughs> he floodlights on his mower yeah he yeah. did awesome well and, and i just want to point out that man does that for a living so he did that for a living and then packed all of his stuff up and drove multiple hours out of his way just to just to mow grass and make sure it was as and split shot got permission from the neighbors in case we needed to use their backyard um i just i just want to say thanks to them because they are the epitome of good hosts and um i I hope we've done well enough by their uncle with the collection that we put together i think we have to to ingratiate ourselves and be able to return back there because that venue was just like michael waddell would have stayed in that cabin that hunt camp (laughs) split shot's wife for the pies yeah. Good night of living them yeah. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I will gift her a Patreon subscription 
if she will if, if she will make me one of those pies. Good night, man. I'm telling you. We're gonna have to have more Patreon hunts just so we can have more pie. More, <laughs> I just thought about some of the comments that were made about those pies. Oh god. Um <laughs> <laughs> they, they were all talking about how good they were. Is what yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, delicious. No one was. Yeah. <laughs> God uh... knows. All right, fellas. Well, I appreciate you carving time out your evenings. Both of you guys get up pretty daggum early for work, and so I'm going to let you go. Ooh. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything that we didn't cover? Shoot it, Ron. Shoot nah. it, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> no i just thought it was awesome man there was a lot of people that got together they were sharing information showing different ideas that was one of the coolest thing was just seeing everybody's gear the way everybody approaches things the thought process to go into it and nobody being stingy with uh this is where i'm hunting and that's what i saw and this is what i've seen like that's it right. was really a collective type of uh team first environment and a lot of guys were helping put a lot you know a lot of other guys and dropping pins and i know i, I was having a blast or, I got like, like advice with saddles they did like a whole how do you do your saddle out front and split shot with the spurs and hey i'm having yeah. an issue with this and, and working it out with a bunch of people you know <laughs> <Right on. laughs> yeah you got smash burn in the corner dropping polos of me walking through yeah <laughs> the hunted became the hunted uh, the hunter became the hunted oh that. dude did you know was he was funny. there? No, I didn't. And then he, he switched his polo, and I'm looking, and I'm like, is that is that actually me? So I <laughs> pull him on the side. I'm like, dude, are you in such and such? He's like, yeah, you just walk by. I'm like, oh. <laughs> uh, I'm like, holy crap. I picked the same spot as Mashburn. We're good. <laughs> and I saw him walk. <laughs> that, doing good. It's almost as good as picking the same spot as Chase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, you I know, killed it if I had to pick Chase's spot. <laughs> oh, we'd be killing deer if we had no, 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 no. Uh, it, what would happen is you guys hey, would go I, scout. I will point out that someone, when I arrived in to the area, someone did shoot a deer. No kidding. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> he must have had four boxes of oatmeal cream pies. <laughs> it, no, he had a freeze-dried ice cream sandwich. Freeze-dried. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they got a bottle of that stuff, man. Like, the new branch butter is just going to be some mashed-up oatmeal cream pies in a bottle. <laughs> Next year's gag gift. Little I'm going to blend 10% after this podcast. I, I'm going to blend deer urine and OCP and put it in a pump spray bottle. <laughs> oh, man. That just made me feel real uneasy. <laughs> Don't mix them up. That's all I got to do. Yeah. He says, that makes me feel real uneasy. <laughs> Better smell all them green bottles. Yeah. Green I can't wait. I can't wait for the advice on how to use it. Do you spray it on your boots to last like 10, 10, 10, 20 yards in and and, and walk it around? I mean, (laughs) oh my God. You drag it behind. It's a scent drag. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) My wife, my wife has so much. So so much work to do on the cricket. It's not even funny. We're gonna be making labels for stuff. Oh God. Well, fellas, I can't get this to play. I, I can't find my my cord. Um, 
your dongle. My my your, dongle. Do you lose, do you lose your dongle again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where it went, so I can't play it. And I just plugged my daggum computer in, and it screamed at y'all. So I guess that's out. But uh, we'll we'll attach it to another episode. But basically, Curtis was just singing the praises of the Patreon group and called out a bunch of people uh, who helped him kill that deer. And he he just kind of talked about there were a lot of people whose wisdom he bummed and uh, basically said that I wouldn't have killed that deer if it wasn't for everybody in the polo group constantly sharing information. So that success story, I kind of, I know you guys share a lot of information and and you guys are heavy contributors. So I kind of wanted to put that on there for you guys so that you knew what that contribution does to people. It it obviously is impacting them for the better. And so I want to thank you two guys for being, you know, active in that group on a dang I mean, there's not a day that goes, if there's a day that goes by, we don't hear from one of y'all. I think everybody's going to be doing like a wellness check or something because you guys are always on there. Yeah. I really don't know. It's pretty much just you guys. So I don't have friends or anything. Yeah. I disappeared. (laughs) I disappeared on the COVID thing and I started getting text messages. No no kid. It was that tight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fellas go get some rest. I appreciate you. And, And contrary to, uh, contrary to popular belief, we do still bring the the outdoors to the Chasing Tales community, and I hope you guys get outside. And enjoy. <laughs> Who's gonna bring the outdoors? <laughs> We're bringing the outdoors to you. <laughs> Graybeard's having an asthmatic fit again. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, fellas. <laughs>